Everyone and welcome to Girl Code, where we discuss about life, love, relationships, and basically everything and anything under the sun. I'm Jasmine, and I'm Tasha, and you're currently streaming Girl Code on Spotify. Also, if you're interested in having your own podcast, you can do so with Anchor. Anchor is a platform where you can record and upload your podcast, and even put it on Spotify. It's Girl Code. Yeah. So today's guest is actually a returning guest. Can anyone guess who it is? Hello. Well. Hi everyone, I'm back. <laughs> Me, Michelle. Yeah, Hi, Michelle. Michelle. Okay, so if y'all forgot, Michelle is the brains behind Ladies First, right? Wow, what a what a compliment! Thank yeah, you, thank you should you. add that to your LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, but okay, yes. Hi, Michelle. Great to have you back here on our podcast. So today we're gonna be touching on something a little bit more sensitive, and I feel that it's a little bit more close to the heart for some of us. Okay, so it's actually gonna be about sexual harassment on campus. And I think it's an issue that has been becoming more and more prevalent in our society. Right? Yeah, for it's, sure. It's definitely something that's very difficult for everyone to go through. But just want to put it out there that whatever we talk about on this podcast is just our opinions or experiences that we've had. Mm-hmm. And um, we by no means, you know, like demean anyone else's experience that's that true. they've been through. Because everything, everyone's experience is different and how they react is different. So. Correct. And yeah. everyone has the right to react the way that they react. There's no, there's no wrong way to react. Precisely. So let's just dive straight into it, shall we? Yeah. I don't know if y'all have been like following the news yes. for a while, but there've been just so many cases in Singapore that have been going on and very prevalently in NUS. Very sadly. prevalently, which is my school, by the way. NUS is the U- National University of Singapore, in case anyone is wondering. Yes. Yeah, I, every time... Okay, so when I first saw... Oh, like some stories were coming out from NUS mm-hmm. I was very shocked at first obviously because I was like it's NUS like the most prestigious school like I can't even get into that school <laughs> like you know it's, it's just very very high standard school and so when I saw that I was like oh my gosh what is this and then in the recent like this year so many new cases have come up and not right. just from NUS I like to say from yeah. multiple universities multiple, in Singapore right. yeah it's really growing the yeah, cases sure. and these are the ones that have been reported yeah there's still so many that go like behind like closed doors unannounced and for sure and it's I, scary to honestly think about. i don't think that it's the number that is growing i think it's the fact that it's being reported that it's growing and mm-hmm. that's because if you guys remember last year this girl called monica bay she actually shared about what happened to her yeah. and after she shared then i guess more people started to realize that it's it's okay to come forward and talk about their situation yeah so for all of you guys listening monica bay is actually a uh, NUS student and mm-hmm. she was showering in the dormitory in school mm-hmm. and this guy called Nicholas Lim actually was filming her while she was showering mm-hmm. yeah. so she actually took to social media to vent her anger about Nicholas and he, she felt that he wasn't facing adequate consequences for his actions mm-hmm. Yeah, because basically all that he faced was that he was suspended for a semester and he had to face a 12 month conditional warning yeah. which, is, which is what triggered her Okay, so a conditional warning, in case you guys are wondering, means that he's going to be let off completely free from his action. They're okay. just going to give him one chance. It's like a, it's like a slap on the okay. wrist. So they tell you, okay, it's okay. This time you do it, we'll give you a chance. But if you do it one more time within the next 12 months, then you will get sentenced for your crime and as well as your original crime. That's nuts. I, every time I listen to things like this, I get so mad no matter how long ago that happened. Like, how can you let someone go and give them, oh, you do it again, then yeah. you like, have consequences. And I remember this being like a really big hoo-ha on yes. campus because I myself live on dormitory, right? Mm-hmm. I live in hall. We call it hall. So, like, I remember shortly after 
Monica Bay came out and then like everyone started, you know, rallying behind her, giving her support. And then I remember having like all this like, like, emails coming in from school like talk, like from the president from like all the deans you know they are talking about like oh uh, we hear you and we want your feedback and then there would be like weekly like gatherings at the auditorium where students would fill up the auditorium so much so that like they had to close off the auditoriums and like there was like this live telegram um what do you call that live update of the actual like session and then mm. like a lot of students would just like like showing their anger about how Nicholas like was facing barely any consequences and then like I remember shortly after like the fact that so many students came out to say that they want more protection and then they started putting up like you know in the shower cubicles usually there's like a gap underneath or above it the cubicle and they started like putting up like metal gates so that like one cubicle is just like from the the ceiling to the floor you can't put like a phone through it Mm. and stuff like that like I thought finally like things were changing yeah. And then suddenly you see like a like a freaking boom in mm. cases again, and yes. I was just like, "What is going on?" Yeah, I feel like seeing, like hearing about the consequences, it doesn't scare people enough not to do it. it they just feel like, oh, if they yeah. want to have this kind of fun, they want to do this stuff for whatever they want to do it for. If they get caught, their consequences are so low yeah. that they can get away with it. And I just want to add that this isn't only happening in Singapore. Oh, for sure. This, is, this actually happens all over the world. And it actually happened in USA in 2015. There was this really famous case about this swimmer called Brock Turner. Mm-hmm. So he was a swimmer. He was 19 years old and he was in Stanford University. And he was mm-hmm. like the star swimmer of the school. So, you know, he was doing really well. And he actually raped an unconscious girl at a party. She didn't like, she didn't know. Because, you know, when you're like passed drunk. Out. Or you, she was totally passed out. She couldn't even respond. Yeah, there was no consent whatsoever and he wanted to have whatever fun he wanted to have with her. So he he raped her and then he left her behind a dumpster. And she had no idea that this was even like obviously she woke up behind the dumpster and had no clue what had happened to her. And he was I mean, I think his friends saw him fleeing after like doing whatever with her, and then they went and chased him. And then they caught him, like they like put like pushed him on the ground. Mm-hmm. I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think I, for, I think this is what happened. And so then that's how he got caught for yeah. his actions. And then the girl, she really had no idea. She actually just very recently came out with her actual name. She was like an alias this whole time. Like yeah. she oh. never said her actual name until I think last year, maybe for her protection, wow. right? Yeah. Wow. She wanted to tell her story and stuff. So yeah, this. That's so brave. It yeah. is. It really is. Like, we in Singapore knew about it as well when it was happening in the but US. But it seemed so, so far big. away back then, right? Like, yeah. I thought, oh, it would never happen to us. You know, this yeah. kind of stuff doesn't happen here. But then look what like, has boom. happened. Boom! Boom! So many cases. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, his sentence, Brock Turner's sentence was that... It was six years originally, but yeah. his dad actually fought for him. And, you know, th- he said that the six-year prison sentence is a very steep price to pay for 20 minutes of actions. Like, can you... Action. Be- can you believe like someone can even say that and also because he was a like a star student or whatever he had a scholarship and yeah. he needed to obtain that and so the judge thought that was okay but we see a similar thing happen here that the, with the NUS case where some guy did almost something similar right where he filmed a girl or something that when they went to court the judge was like oh because he can There's excel a in future life ahead of him so mm-hmm. like you know we'll just give them a chance yeah and this Brock mm-hmm. Turner who basically raped an unconscious girl actually only had to serve three months in jail that pisses me off so much basically zero impact to his life you know he can still continue his studies he doesn't have any 
any problems yeah. that's quite crazy yeah and just imagine okay i can't even imagine the how the victim must be feeling but just us hearing it just everyone is so like, what kind of security do we have why is it okay for people to do this so michelle has her story actually so we just wanted to hear more about what you went through and what happened with you actually Mm-hmm. So basically, right, um, when I was in my first year in university, I stayed in the hall, the mm-hmm. dormitory, right? Mm-hmm. And this was basically even before the Monica Bay case. So it wasn't really a common thing to hear of like anything happening on campus. Right. And in our dormitory, we kind of hung out in our orientation groups. Yeah, yeah. So there was this girl in my orientation group who was really close with us. And one day she suddenly like left. And uh-huh. I was like, what happened? And the guys were like, oh, you know, she's such a slut, you know. Basically, she tried to, um, she, she was interested in this guy. Okay, let's call him Joe. So, okay, Joe. so she was interested in this Joe person, right? And they were like, oh, you know, she's just interested in him. She wants to, she wants to like sleep with him and blah, blah, blah. And like, because he rejected her, she left the hall. Uh-huh. So that's what the guys told us. And, you know, they would continue to call her like, oh, slut, 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 and things like that. Uh-huh. And I wasn't very close to her. So I didn't really know anything. I was just like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. And later on, I actually heard from a mutual friend of hers and she said that this Joe had actually touched her inappropriately, which is why she left the hall. Okay. And when I told the guys, oh, I, I heard this story, you know, they're all like, no, it's not true. She's just trying to get attention. She's just being attention-seeking mm. and so on and so forth. So I was like, oh, okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Okay. And I just kind of brushed it off because, you know, I didn't think too much about it. I didn't yeah. really know her very well either. Yeah. So fast forward one year later, um, I was actually still quite close to all of them, you know. And I remember at that point, I'd just broken up with my with one of my ex-boyfriends. Uh-huh. So this Joe came and like, was like, you know what, don't worry, you know, we'll hang out with you. If you have any problems, you can just talk to me. I'm, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, be, uh, I'll be there for you. And he was really, really nice. So I was like, oh my God, he's so nice. Yeah. So I just started like, okay, sure. Like, you know, when they would call me like, hey, want to go out? I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll go out with you guys. And I remember that we were at a chalet. It was like a hall chalet. Like our, our whole entire dormitory went out together for, to have a chalet. And at that chalet, right, um, everyone was drinking a little bit and stuff like that. And this Joe asked me to come with him when he was going to go and um, have a smoke. Okay. So I went with him and he suddenly put, put my body in front of his body and grabbed, like, grabbed me from, from behind and like, basically touched my breast. When, like, when y'all were at the smoking area? Yeah, so it was only the two of us. He was right. smoking with one hand. So imagine his left hand has, has his cigarette. I'm in front of him and his right hand is like groping me. If, if you guys have seen photos of me, you guys know I'm not that big size. I'm pretty small. I'm quite short as well. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember this, gu- this guy who is so drunk holding a cigarette in one hand and yeah. his other hand on top of me. I didn't know what to do in that moment. Yeah. I just kept quiet and I was like, oh, um, like, can I go Like, you're just so stunned, right? I was so shocked that it happened because, you know, I really thought that this guy was a really nice guy. I didn't mm-hmm. think anything. I'd already known him for like over a year. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. like nothing, like, I didn't think anything would happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to say. So finally, luckily, one of my friends actually happened to come outside as well and she saw what was happening. So she pulled me away from him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that day he just, after the whole thing happened, um, he texted me and said like, hey, sorry if I did anything, you know, I was just really drunk. I, I wasn't aware of my actions. And I really wanted to just brush it off as like, maybe he really wasn't aware of his actions. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so I just said, oh, uh, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Like, doesn't matter. That kind of thing. And then a couple of months later, like, we were coming back from an event. Mm-hmm. So, and for some reason, he was like, hey, share the cab with me. And mm-hmm. we don't stay that close to each other, but we don't stay, we were coming from like maybe the west side. And uh-huh. back then, I used to stay in the east, right? Mm-hmm. I stayed in the northeast and he stayed in the east. Uh-huh. So he was like, hey, uh, it's okay, we can share the cab, we can share the cab. And I didn't think too much about it. I was like, yeah, sure, sure, whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. So he dropped me off first. And when he dropped me off, he actually leaned over and kissed me. And we had never had anything romantic going on. He just out of the blue. On the lips? On the lips. Before leaving? Bef- 
so I was like the two of us were in the cab together right yeah. and I was gonna get off and I was like okay bye and he suddenly pulled me closer kissed me and then after that I, I was like stunned I got off and I didn't know what to do so uh-huh. I just kind of ignored it and I told a friend I said like this thing happened and that friend was like nah he wouldn't do that you know like he's not yeah. that kind of person mm. and then I suddenly remembered about that girl from the year mm. before and I was like it probably happened to her but nobody listened and nobody cared yeah. nobody even believed her yeah. And this guy is just going around doing whatever he wants and he's not getting caught for it either. Uh-huh. So I was like, fuck. Were you enraged? I was so angry, I remember. At first, I was really scared and I felt like, oh my god, am I very dirty now or whatever, you know, like this person uh-huh. like touched me inappropriately. But after that, I, I just felt angry. I felt like, I felt so much injustice for the girl yeah. before me. And I was so angry that this guy was just walking around being given leadership positions in our dorm. Mm. Like, because in Singapore, in our halls, right, we have, like, lots of activities and stuff. So this guy was, like, in charge of looking after juniors, you know, in charge of, like, all sorts of things. And I was like, damn, it's this same fucker. Like, you know, for lack of better word, really, this idiot was the one doing, being, like, being put up on a pedestal and he was, like, doing all these horrible things behind the scenes. Uh So back then... I didn't know anybody who reported cases like right. of sexual harassment in Singapore, right? Nobody really reported stuff like that. And because it wasn't sex, he didn't rape me. He just mm-hmm. touched me and kissed me without my consent. I thought, you know what? Maybe it's not such a big deal. I shouldn't make it a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I remember I emailed the hall, like the dormitory, the administrative people. And I said, um, I would like to move to a different hall. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, basically, if someone in the hall has touched me inappropriately okay. and um, I don't feel safe in this hall, because okay. literally we're living right next to each other. Right. Right. Mm. So I said, is it okay if I move to any other hall? Just let me go somewhere else. I don't want to have to wake up every day and see this person. Yeah. yeah. And immediately they were like, oh, is this just a loophole? Like I try to find a loophole to change hall without without having to go through... All the necessary th- Yeah, without going through the necessary stuff. paperwork. Like, you know, um, no, you can't change. And they were just like really, really adamant about not helping me. Mm. So I said like... And I remember they called me down to come and find them in person. Mm-hmm. And... At first, they really didn't seem to believe me at all. And I remember when I told them what had happened, I was crying. I literally cried. Mm. And I was so upset about the whole thing. I said, I really don't feel safe. I just don't want to stay near this person. I don't have to see this person. I have to go to ev- for events with this person. And like in Singapore Hall, right? For, for dormitories in Singapore, is that you have to attend events. Yeah. If you don't attend events, you don't get to stay in hall. Correct. And back then, I was staying three hours away from our school. Mm. So I had no choice but to stay in the dormitory. Mm-hmm. But to stay in the dormitory, you have to go for events. So it wasn't like I had a choice to just not go, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I said, just let me go to some other hall. Like, it doesn't matter where. I can even go to the most horrible dormitory. I, it doesn't matter. I will yeah. go to any other hall. And they just, they asked me to detail everything that happened. I told them. And their response was that, A, it didn't happen on campus. Because it happened at a chalet and it happened in a camp. Which yeah. are both not on campus. And B, they just said, unless I want to make a police report, they would not help me. What? Like, did they show any form of remorse or just no. any, like, con- consolidation? None at all. No support whatsoever. No support. They said, you only have two options. Either you just stay in the hall or you just leave hall. But if you leave hall in the middle of the year, you, you can't get, get hall fun. anywhere else. Right. So that means I would have to continue to travel three hours to come to school if I didn't want to stay in the hall. But how does this make sense? Like, st- I don't, I personally don't see students sending in this kind of stuff like when they want to switch halls they would give another excuse but I, yes. I don't think this is a very common excuse people give so when schools receive these kind of reasons to switch hall I think they should at least look into the matter or or just have a conversation like 
how can they not do that? And exactly. on top of that, defer it from saying, oh, it didn't happen on campus. Exactly. And the thing that for me was the most difficult was because this, these two situations, right, A, obviously happened outside campus. So we don't have access to like CCTVs or like, you know, any mm. cameras or anything. And B, he can always just deny it. He can just say yeah. it never happened. And where would I be? I would just be left at like this position where everyone knows about this case. And everyone knows that I like went to go and complain about this guy. And then everyone like, yeah. back then I really felt scared that nobody would believe me. Just like the other girl. And I thought like, maybe everyone would call me a slut just like her. Mm. Everyone would say I was just looking for attention. Mm. And I was really, really scared. And that was the only reason why I didn't, I didn't end up reporting it like to the police. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't prove it. I couldn't prove that it happened. Right. You know? And I think this happens to a lot, a lot of girls. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's so normal. It's so normal. I feel like it happens to us so often and we hear so much stories about it that like, I don't know, like you still never really get over the shock every time it happens or yes. every time you hear a new story. Right. It's you kind, kind of, of relive and remember the yeah. things that happened to you. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. at the same time, it's become so normalized that, you know, when someone says like, oh, uh, yeah, this guy touched me on, touched my chest without my permission, then people will say, yeah, but you know this other case where this girl, like, yeah. someone raped her, and you're like, yeah, but maybe. It's not, but it's it's the thing is, you can't compare. Correct. Yeah. And no matter how small the advance is, uh-huh. it's still unwarranted. Yeah. And the victim has every right to feel upset and shocked and yeah. you know all these things and, and like, like I hate it the most when people say but maybe she asked for it I don't know was she yeah, giving off a wrong yeah. thing like or I maybe she was wearing something right yeah. something like sexy you know? right yeah and I hate it because like then that reminds me of like a time I was sexually uh, um, what's that called sexually Harass. harassed and I, w- I remember I was like primary 5 I was in my school fucking uniform. School uniform. Primary five. I went into the lift. This guy went into the lift with me. And I remember because when I was in primary five, our lifts were not upgraded yet. So they only stopped on certain levels, right? So every other level, like only one, six and twelve. So every other level, it was just like a black, right? You right. don't see anything. There's no like... There weren't cameras wi- and there stuff in cameras, our lifts. There were no like windows. Like no one could see you. So for that short, brief moment of time... It's only the two of you in the lift. And then I remember like once we passed the first floor and I lived on the sixth floor, he had like five floors worth of time to like grope me. And he, he groped me. And I was primary five. I was like, what? Freaking like in 11? A and then I was in, I was in the school uniform. I didn't know what to do. And then I ran home and then I shut the door behind me. And then like I told my mom what happened. She's like, no lah, you think too much. Ah. I'm like, mm. mom. Yeah. yeah. Like if, if my own mom had doubts in me, like... Who am I to think that's, that, that there's going to be someone else out there who's going to listen to me? Yeah. Right? That kind of thing. So I feel like it's something that we have been so, like, you know, we've been taught from young that... Maybe it's our fault. Yeah, maybe it's our fault. But, like... It's really not. It's not. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of school uniforms, right? When I was in junior college, high school, yeah. there was actually this guy who, when I was standing at the bus stop in my school uniform, which was a skirt and a top, right? Yeah. This guy s- sat in the drain... Be, there, were, there was kind of like kind of below ground level mm-hmm. so our bus stop is right like next to the drain yeah. and he hid in the drain and took fo- took upskirt photos of me and <sighs> the only reason why he got caught was I didn't even notice it that's the best part I just like happily was like standing there you know using my phone whatsoever and just as I was about to board the bus this senior of mine actually noticed the guy he had oh come out from the drain and he was looking through the photos right at the bus stop next to me so this, this senior managed to grab the guy and like they pinned him down and called the police and everything. Mm-hmm. But the point is that we are in our school uniform. Yeah. yeah. This is supposed to be... So you can't blame the person for wearing a school uniform. Yeah, dude. It's, like, it's yeah. a fucking uniform. And the worst part was that the next morning in school, they had an assembly to tell us, make sure your skirt is not too short. Yeah. Hmm. All the f- time. It suddenly became our fault for yeah. wearing right? the school uniform. 
maybe it was short. Yes, I can't deny that. Yeah, but, but like these people had, and when they look looked through all the photos that he had in his phone, right? He had photos of girls wearing who were wearing long uniforms too. It wasn't it's, like it know? wasn't like an issue on like your attire, you know. For sure. But like I don't know why. Every time I hear about like a sexual harassment case, like the issue of attire always comes on. Like, yes. why is it a thing? Yeah. And did you hear recently about the case that happened in SMU? Oh yes. This so <gasps> just to recap the case for our listeners who might not know about this, there was this girl and um she was studying in the library. Is it library or like a studying space with this guy? And the the two of them started watching a movie on their computer and she fell asleep. And when she woke up in the middle of falling asleep, the guy was actually masturbating over, was sitting on top of her chest, masturbating onto her face. And there's proof that, you know, basically when they, she immediately set up, she ran to the, to the security guard, reported it to the police, and they actually found DNA traces of the guy's semen in her hair. So she wasn't lying about anything, that's for sure, right? And people were still like, oh, but, you know, I think when they were watching the movie, the guy first groped her breast, and then after, later on, masturbated on her, and then they were like, but if the guy groped your breast, then why do you continue to stay there? Why do you sleep and let him masturbate on you? Like, it's so, first, yeah, this story is, Crazy disgusting and disgusting uh i'm so sorry to her and like everything that she needs to go through for this and it's just the fact that we're even talking about trying to prove ourselves that this has happened is so crazy to me because it's such a traumatic experience on top of that it's so hard to keep it just between yourself because you really just only want to keep it for yourself but when you need to share it with other people you have to prove that it happened yes. and that is so difficult and so strenuous over what you're already going through and can you imagine being traumatized by the experience and having to go to the police and repeat the story and then you have to go to court and repeat the story and you have to go to that the media comes to you, you have yeah. to repeat the story again and again and again and relive all these experiences mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's just oh my god these it just i don't know why it's not stopping and honestly it's just getting worse the stories are getting so much worse there's another one just uh, two days ago it was reported i don't know which school it was maybe ntu or something and they found this guy with with uh 300 plus photos of like upskirt photos of this girl and and a bunch of girls and uh, it's just not ending i don't know what are they lacking in and why is this happening like sexual harassment i feel like is not just one thing just because you haven't raped someone or just because you haven't touched them or pulled your dick out or whatever it does not mean that you it doesn't mean that that's the only thing of sexual harassment sexual harassment is so many things it can be even things like catcalling it can be things like just touching someone inappropriately but as you said it should not be compared against another story yes there are more serious stories but everyone's story is different like yeah like i feel like people always have the misconception that sexual harassment means you have to have penetration yeah yes that's not the case sometimes sexual harassment can happen even without the person touching you like taking photos of you or like i had a case where i was on a bus and then i saw a guy whip out his dick and masturbate in front of me on the like you know yeah. like those late night bars and then you're yes. on double decker it's only the two of you on the top yeah deck. yeah yeah and then he just like masturbates in front of me like what the f- i'm pretty sure that's ha- sexual harassment right there of course i didn't fucking ask yeah. for your dick it's, it's even so sending hard. getting sent dick pics yeah yeah honestly just the whole this whole thing has been so normalized it's honestly very crazy like uh when i was growing up in india it india in itself has way too many cases so many don't even get like reported reported it's yeah. so bad just the fact that it's so normalized is very difficult to go through so even like men just stare at you regards you're wearing pants you're wearing shirts in india men just 
stare at you they literally like eye rape you and you're not even doing anything you're just Ugh. walking or and i remember i was in the bus and i was just sitting listening to music and then this like truck pulled up and the guy was just staring at me like dead in my eyes then proceeds to look me up and down and you know you just feel so disgusted about yourself yeah because there's nothing you can do i i ducked but then he i saw the frustration in him like the truck guy got angry that i was trying to duck Mm -hmm. and a lot of the times i just want to flip these people off and i tried once but he got so uh, he got so aggressive that he proceeded to all like he proceeded to get like out of this yeah he yeah he pretty get out of the truck and then tried to get onto the bus but obviously the bus driver wouldn't let that happen but thankfully the like red like the red light turned green but just the fact that these people guys get aggressive over you trying to protect not, yourself yeah it's very or reject very, their advances yeah and even like cat calling it's so normalized that nobody like you feel like oh there's nothing i can say there's no one i can talk to uh, who am i gonna tell this guy cat called me they're gonna be like oh such a normal thing to do but you feel so gross about yourself yeah is oh it's just such a hard thing to go through for for women all right so thank you ladies for actually you know sharing about your stories i know it's like super not easy yeah but like i just feel like after hearing all your stories i I feel like it's very common that women actually like freeze up when an assault actually happens to you Mm -hmm. right so i just want to say like i i hear a lot of stories of women like you know regretting that in that moment they didn't act on it but i just want to you know remind you guys that it's okay to not act on it in the moment because you're so scared and like it's normal to feel scared but like don't blame your reaction i see so many women just blaming themselves for letting it happen other people blaming yeah for letting it happen happen. and i just want to say that don't let this kind of like comments come to you like get to you because like it's not helping number one like number two it's so like damn fucking illogical like Dude, I am freaking like shocked to my core. You expect me to act like a normal person. Like I'm supposed to rationalize everything in like a split second and like yeah. boom, like okay, hey bitch, you touch me. Like yeah. that's not gonna fucking happen to everyone. But and some people even like become submissive just because they in that moment they are the first thing their brain tells them to do is just okay, just just listen and get it over with. Like don't yeah. like like I don't wanna drag this on longer. And that's totally fine. Like there's nothing wrong with reacting that way. Yeah, yeah. Or or like I mean there are some other women who, you know, they, they in that moment they act out of like um self-defense yeah. like you fight that person like i think that's okay too even if you have to like use violence to protect yourself like yeah. like that i don't i don't see any wrong in that okay yeah. and there are also other kinds of reactions like submission or dissociation like your brain just shuts down in that moment and like you just like i don't you know feel like, like you feel like whatever your actions are doing is not even coming from your brain yeah, yeah it's, it's just like muscle moving and your brain is totally shocked and like not thinking about anything and I think a lot of people beat themselves up for that. Yeah. It's it's a form of survival that you will never understand until you're in this situation because who teaches you this? Like who puts you in this position for you to Correct. learn, right? Yeah. So every time something new happens, you suddenly react because you've never reacted to this before. So all reactions are okay. They're all valid. Yeah, yeah. they're all valid. So I, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's something that we have to spread more awareness about because yeah. like I feel like a lot of people don't understand that it's so traumatic you know to actually have to go through that experience and then they expect you to act on it like quickly like they're like oh why don't you just leave immediately yeah, why don't you like, why, why yeah. didn't you do this why didn't you like uh why do you take off your shirt why do you do like sometimes people just react yeah. in ways that they don't yeah need to yeah. React. yeah and I, I hope that you know that when people hear stories of like sexual assault or like you know you you've been sexually assaulted like to not blame the victim 
and or yourself. You, and if you hear your friends blaming the victims, I hope that you know more yeah, people can spread it to each correct. other and explain yeah. that hey, you know, I don't think you're so right about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just something you have to live with the rest of your life, and it's very tough to go through because I feel like a lot of the times, m- many of us have had like flashbacks of what happened. Yeah. So, Michelle, how did you deal with your flashbacks? Did you have any triggers in your life after that brought you back to that moment? I think for me, right, because if you guys don't know, the universities in Singapore are pretty big. So for yeah. I, I was from a university that is really quite large in size. Yeah, do and to travel have shuttle from, buses. Yeah, we have shuttle, shuttle buses within the school because it takes quite a long time to get pass by from. everywhere. Yeah, but yeah. for me to get to my school, like where my school building is, like my own direct school, I actually had to pass by my hall every single day mm. that I had to go to school. The bus would, you know, pass by that hall. And every time I saw the hall, all I could think about was like, oh my god, that guy. Mm-hmm. And I remember always being so afraid that, what if I see him in the shuttle bus? What if I see him somewhere else in the school? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I gonna do? You know, so I think every time like these things come back to you, it's really important to just like, just centre yourself and kind of focus on what's in front of you right now. Don't don't overthink to the point of like, what's going, going to happen? Because mm-hmm. I think that that's very common. A lot of people start to, you know, your, your brain starts running at like 100 miles a minute and you need to just stop in the moment from for myself what i would do is that um i would listen to kind of like meditation music mm. so on spotify there's tons of like, lists yeah, of, like yeah. meditating and healing and like the music just like that kind yeah, of yeah, you know yeah. that kind of sounds and yeah. so i would put that on spotify just uh-huh. put just plug in my earpiece you know listen to it and like kind of just take a moment to breathe yeah and after that like let that thought pass so i i had a friend who actually told me this like always imagine that like all your thoughts are like waves they come and they go. Yeah. So you let it come and then you let it go. Like don't try to ignore them or block them because you know you're not gonna help yourself. But by just letting it come and then letting it re- let letting it go, just like a wave. Yeah. Yeah. So that was something that really helped me. And visualizing like that wave always like made me feel a lot better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did anything? So did the guy? Did Joe ever get in? Like anyone found out about what happened about the situation? Was he caught or did anything? No. He totally just, he just lived got away out his great life in university, graduated like every other student, continued to stay in the dormitory for all three or four years of his education, no problems whatsoever. So ready to punch him. As with many other cases, but... And I think like one thing that people always tend to feel is that they're kind of <coughs> scared that people will think badly of you or that people yeah. won't believe you. Yeah. And you know, they start to feel very ashamed that it happened. And like, I, I, that was the thing that like I had to deal with the most because I think people always think of me as someone really strong, you know, like, like people always look at me and think like, I'm like this boss woman, boss girl kind of thing. Like, but like the fact that I let it happen to me made me feel really ashamed. Right. Like, you know, I felt really, really, like, ah, oh, like, I'm, I'm so, I'm, like, why couldn't I have been stronger in this yeah. situation? Why did I let it happen to myself? And, like, I think it's really important to, you know, stop, stop thinking that way. Like, stop beating yourself up. Stop beating up yourself up. It. It's not your fault. And, you know, it's very important to find supportive friends that, you know, can remind you that it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. Always find, find things to do, find people to talk to, you know, yep. don't be afraid. Yeah. And just surround yourself with positive people. Mm. Yeah, and also this doesn't just happen to girls; also happens to guys. Yes, yeah. sure. Yeah. It happens to both genders. Correct. Just it's not one-sided. But I'll, I do hear stories where women can sometimes make up these stories, which is why I guess it's like people need proof. Yeah. You know, sometimes I've seen like some shows where when you want to get a divorce or something, like at the lawyer, they're like, yeah, this guy, like my husband or whatever, he assaulted me, but he actually right. didn't. So sometimes people do play that card, but it's not so common to the point where 
there's like you know you have to prove yourself every time but uh, and i think that in the situation where you can't prove yourself like example for my situation i knew that i couldn't prove myself yeah so i didn't even go in wanting for him to get like a punishment like mm. that was never my intention like i understood that they couldn't just take my word for it so mm-hmm. probably nothing would happen to him like i wasn't shocked by that but i think that as far as possible th- we should always try to help people people feel safe yes yeah. if it's something as simple as just moving someone from one hall to another yeah. you know it's just not something that you can't do you it's see? something you can't do it's not something that will have any repercussion if actually the girl was lying or whatever right, yeah. just let her like you know if you can do anything to help someone feel safe yes. that should always be your priority to do so yes. like, I agree. don't just assume that someone is like even if it's as simple <coughs> as a friend telling you like hey I think that guy is looking at me weird do you think you can walk with me yeah. Yes. Just to walk with just her. Just walk with her. Yeah. You know, it doesn't hurt you to just take her her word for yeah. it. Yeah. Rather than to question like, are you sure? No. Like, nah, I don't think that's really happening. And like, let something even worse happen, you know. Just always yeah. be supportive. And I actually learned that, you know, it, the first person that a girl talks about this to is actually the most important person. Their mm. response is the most important. So, example, for you, Jasmine, you talked about how you told your mom. Yeah. And she dismissed it, right? Yep. And this actually shapes a lot of the things that you think as you grow up. Yeah. So, yeah. Really, as yes. a friend, if anyone ever tells you that something has happened to them, be supportive. Yes, you know, because don't your, doubt their story. Yes. Your your reaction to what they tell you will actually help shape, like how they heal, how they exactly. recover from this. And if the first person like doesn't believe them, ask them for proof yeah. or like kind of dismisses or invalidates whatever they're feeling, it actually makes their healing process a lot more difficult. Yeah, and it actually a lot of which is a lot of the reasons why people don't report things that happen. Because yes. maybe when they were younger, something happened, the first person they told didn't believe them or told them, oh, don't make it a big deal. And yeah. people always will remember this. Every time anything happens, oh, I, I don't want to make it a big deal. Yeah. Yes. You, know? yeah. you don't want to involve other people and then on top of that, involve like going I don't want to make things difficult yeah. for others. I don't want to like, you know, trouble anyone. Like yeah. a lot of girls have this problem. So yeah, yeah. if a friend comes to you and tells you that something has happened, just allow them to feel all their feelings, allow mm. them to share as much or as little as they want. Yeah. Don't, Ask them to give you more detail. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. So how long did the guy touch you for or anything? Yeah, like, don't, yeah. Don't, correct, yeah, correct. Don't do that. Like, don't be intrusive. They're, if they want to share, they will. They will but share. like, don't like ask again and again. Correct, when they're yeah. ready, they will definitely share it with you. And I think another important thing is don't tell them like, oh, cheer up. Or don't cry. Yeah, like, cheer up from what? It's really important not to say things like that because it really minimizes whatever they are feeling. Correct. They feel like they can't be allowed to feel their feelings, you know. Yes. And they just, just just have to move on and quickly like feel okay. And like it's really okay to be upset even if you are affected by it for like months or years. Yeah. It's totally valid, mm-hmm. you know. Everyone's experience is totally different. Correct. Yeah, and I feel like people like schools shouldn't give excuses just because it didn't happen on their property or it didn't happen in school doesn't know, make it right? okay. Yeah. It and it's and your case was like. You just wanted to change dorms. You weren't even like saying who the person was or making this a proper like allegation or anything. Yeah. You were just asking to change dorms. Like you, how can someone just like, oh yeah, you know, it didn't happen on our property. So like, it doesn't matter. Or like, doesn't take, they don't take it seriously. It's, it's just not okay. And I really think things need to change. So that's why I'm very happy that in our day and age, like all these stories, like Monica's story and all the stories happening abroad, it really does bring us together and Correct. it brings us to an awareness where we know that we can share our stories yeah. and that there is something we can do about it instead of you know just letting it happen and then we suffer in silence yeah. yep. and I think it's good you know make schools accountable for things that yeah. are happening Correct. on yeah. or, or off their campuses when it comes to their students yeah, yeah, make, yeah. make schools do more to provide safety for all students whether female or male yeah know? Correct. Like, if I'm not wrong right now, um, previously, like, if there's any orientation camps outside school, like, it just happens and then, like, if anything yes. happens, the school is not accountable. But if I'm not wrong right now, 
like if there's any orientation camps that happen, you need to submit a proposal to what you guys are going to do, right? Exactly. And, and the school vets it. Yes. And if they allow it to happen, then that's on them. It's yeah. so it becomes their responsibility. Correct. Because there have been too many cases about school camps, which I think we can talk about in an entirely yes, new correct. episode. So, you know. Yeah, if you guys are interested. School you know, camps we have so much are pretty crazy. Out. Yeah, it is so like sexual, like, Oh, oh my, my god. god. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only words to describe it. Oh yeah. my god. It's if, crazy. If anyone has ever has ever heard about the orientation camps here, especially in the, like a couple of years back, yeah. you would be Or you guys shocked. can just, you know, Google it. Like there Singapore so many orientation news, um, camps. Singapore orientation it camps is in university. Crazy. I honestly it's don't crazy. know about this, so I I, I would like Google to you should go Google that too. Out. Or we can talk about it next time. Yeah. But yes, so that's all our stories summed up. And I hope that, you know, listening to our stories actually, you know, provide some sort of like consolation or comfort to people who might actually have faced the same kind of things. Like, you just know that you're not alone in this and that if you ever need help, that there's people who are willing to listen. Like, you know, if you really need some help right now, if you're facing some kind of like sexual harassment in your life, please reach out to somebody. Um, You can reach out to us. Yes. You know, we'll try our best to help. So yeah, Michelle, do you want to give some words of encouragement for fellow survivors out there like probably going through a rough time recovering or, or like, you know, hearing it from another survivor of sexual harassment might help? I think, you know, just remember that you're not alone. This, yeah. You don't have to feel like you need to prove anything. You know, even if other people might feel that it's not as serious, you don't have to feel that way. As long as, you know, you have been hurt, you have the right to feel upset and you have the right to your own recovery you don't have to validate you don't need anyone to validate something just for you to feel that you know it has happened to you so just know that things are changing I'm glad that you know schools are changing things are changing the world that we live in now is so much more open to helping people like like all of us so if it has happened to you or or is happening to you don't be afraid just push out any amount of, of like braveness you have in you to share it with someone else talk to somebody if you really feel that you can't share it with your parents, share with a friend, share yeah. with anyone in your life who can support you. Yeah. If you yes. really have no one else to talk to, you know, you can always drop drop myself, Jasmine or Tasha, like a message. We'll yeah. try and re- reply you as fast as you can if, yeah. you, if we can help you. Especially if it's happening in Singapore, we can definitely find ways to help you. For sure. And if it's happening anywhere around the world, just know that there are resources online. There's so many yeah. resources you can Correct. find. And there's so many people that you can reach out to online if you're just afraid to tell people around you. You don't have to feel ashamed because yeah. the fact that you are willing to speak out about it shows how brave you are. Yeah, so that was so nicely said. And again, these are just our experiences and stories that we've been through. Whoever's going through this, we're just we're here for you and just know you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and thank you so much, Michelle, for sharing your story. No yeah. problem. Thank you. We're all just like super rattled off about this but also like super down because this is a very hard conversation to have it's yeah. very brave of you to come on here and and talk to us about this i'm sure you've helped so many people listening yes, thank you for having me if you guys are actually listening to us and you want to have your own podcast too you can use anchor to record and upload your podcast anchor actually automatically distributes them to multiple listening platforms such as spotify and it's just super easy because they do it for you yeah and girl code will also be releasing new episodes every wednesday so remember to follow us here on spotify as well as on instagram at ladies first tv for more updates so this is jasmine and i'm tasha and thank you guys so much for tuning into girl Girl code Code. bye bye Oh, oh, oh.